Ask the Podcast Coach for April 17th, 2021. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and joining me right over there, I had to think about that again, uh, is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Always good to be uh, on Ask the Podcast Coach. Hopefully, everyone is doing well this week. I feel like as we're heading into summer, like there's some hope on the horizon. Do you kind of get that feeling? Yeah. You know, so. I was all excited. I'm going to get my, I'm going to get uh, my shot tomorrow and was all, okay. all happy to get my Johnson and Johnson. And then Ohio decided not to use it anymore. Oh yeah. I well, I think the United States decided yeah. <laughs> to put it on pause in the world of uh, technology road came out with some new toys this week. One works with this. It's the road NT USB mini. And what it is, is they're kind of trying to give you the roadcaster experience without buying a roadcaster. They came out with this software called um, Road Connect, and you can connect four of just right now, just those microphones to it. You can record also, and this is where things get a little, I don't know if it's weird, it's just different. You can also record your system sounds, and they give you a virtual uh, input and output. So think, um, what's the thing on the Mac? It's, um, oh man, everybody uses it. Um, anyway, but there's, I know on the PC it's, it's voice meter banana is, which is the weirdest okay. name for a thing. Like virtual cables. It's like virtual cables. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. man, I cannot believe I cannot remember audio hijack pro on, there you um, go. on the Mac. There so it's kind of like that. The thing I thought was interesting. It's got some, some cool things is, just had it is it comes on a little stand so when i first saw it i was like ah crap it's a it's a yeti ripoff because you plug in your microphone it's just usb to the back and it comes with a stand so if i put this on my my desk i'm a good foot away from the microphone but here's the cool thing i can take this stand and just and it popped this is a i think it's I, I can't figure out which is which. Is it magnetically attracted yeah, there? It's, it's, okay, yeah. yeah, it's basically a, and I'm not sure if it's the bracket or the base. Oh, I'm, I'm it's sure it's be the, the base. base. Yeah. I'm sure it's in the base. Yeah. So then you have where this fits in, you can pop that out and there's actual screws there. So I could screw it onto mm. a stand and it's, I used it yesterday and was playing with it. And when you get this thing, cause it's a condenser microphone, when you, uh, basically get it close to your mouth. It's actually pretty cool. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, something to play with yeah. and I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little what, more, but well, go ahead. What's the market it's trying to serve? Like what, what are they trying to, wh- where does it fit in the market space? I think the idea is it's answering the question, how do I plug you two USB microphones into my computer? Ah, okay. And when yeah. you use this pod, when you use this road connect, it it unlocks some stuff in just the the what is this thing called again the something mini so just USB NT USB mini it has a compressor it has a noise gate it has the big bottom and it has an exciter nothing that you can adjust but you can turn them on 
or it, off. Turn those on or off. That's the that's the settings on there to, to be able to do that. Yeah. And then, so you think that's what was the price? What's the price uh, point? The on price it? point on this is ninety nine bucks. Oh, that's that's and reasonable. The, and the software's you know free. So yeah. But um, the thing that makes did you me, test the condenser on that yet? Have I you, did. I you, played with it a little bit, and here's the thing that was weird: is I was plugging it in, and we might do this in post show. Um, when I plugged it in, was just holding it. It would like last about three minutes, and then I would lose connection to the mic, and I hmm. was like, Ew. and it does update the. It updates the guts. That's not the right phrase. But when you plug it in the first time, it goes, hey, we need to upgrade. Oh, like a firmware upgrade. Yeah, you have to update the firmware in it when you first do that. But my worry was whichever one these – I need something metal because I swear it's it's – Yeah. No, I'm sure it's in the base. Yeah, I'm like you don't want magnets around SD cards, right? No, you don't, or your credit card, or any of those. Yeah. Although that's that's getting less and less. But the yeah, no, you'd want to be careful with magnets on your desktop for sure. Yeah, you know, if you had anything, a thumb drive, any kind of the hard drive sitting on there. Not not a lot of folks do, but the that the magnetic connections slick though. I do kind of yeah. like that. I mean, I, it, it's unnecessary because I don't know if you're going to be detaching it yeah. that often to attach it somewhere else. So it's you know I don't know, but it looks it looks good. I think the question I would have, Dave, is in the what's the room sound like? You know, that's the been yeah. the drawback to the Yetis is that yeah, you'd have to you know, well, they just bring a lot of room sound. The in. nice thing about it is it only picks up from the front, so there's none of this back and side stuff and things like that. But uh, you know, on the other hand, when you start talking into this microphone, it does make you kind of thirsty when you think about it. it. I, I, you know what? Every Saturday morning, I get pretty thirsty. Is there is there somebody who can help me with there, that? There is somebody that can help you with that. I just realized that we're like, hey, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, you dove right. You dove right. I did. Into it. <laughs> uh, that coffee pour is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at podcastbranding.co. If you need new artwork for your podcast, if you need a PDF. If you need a whole website, if you like, what do you mean when you say branding? Well, Mark will actually do a branding audit of your entire podcast website, everything there. So everything's in alignment and you're going to just look super pro when you are done. And the great thing about Mark is not only is he an award-winning graphic artist, he's also a podcaster, which like, how often are you going to find that? So if you want to upgrade your podcast brand you need some new artwork if you want to if you want to see his work go to ask the podcast coach go to podcast rodeo show go to the school of podcasting i'm not just talking about somebody because he's paying me to i'm paying i'm talking about him because he's a really good graphic artist and he's done work for me so check him out podcastbranding.co <laughs> Thank you, Mark. And uh, again, if you're listening to us in Clubhouse and you have a question, we'll be happy to answer that. And if you're watching us live on YouTube, just at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join, and you can join on video. But um, you, can, you can sponsor this mug, too, askthepodcastcoach.com oh, slash right. store, if you want to do that. Glenn sent this over last week, says Geld that stuff. Mm, stuff. And uh, so thanks for, Glenn, thanks for, he's just a good friend, so he's filling the gap until someone wants to take that spot. Yeah, askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. And so that was uh, something that came out this week. And then um, I mentioned Spotify came out with some sort of gizmo that allows you to listen to Spotify 
in the car, but you need something with the internet, like um, your phone, to where mm-hmm. I go, why? The only thing I can think of from, I, I heard some other people talk about it, is when you're listening to Spotify on your phone and you're driving especially, uh, it's not that easy to switch to a different playlist or things of this nature. Mm-hmm. And this is more, I guess there's a big giant knob that you can turn on. It looks just like, a, from what I understand, I heard Rob Greenlee talking about it. It looks a little bit like a, a phone, but there's some sort of knob that allows you to change different playlists and things like that. And it's also voice activated because why not? Everything's voice activated these days. Well, we're in the car, right? I think we're still in that intermediate period of like players and listening to podcasts. If you're, if you're going to listen to it on the car components, like the phones are great, but for most cars, you know, um, they're, they still don't, they're, they're kind of like teenagers, right? They're awkward. They're bulky. (laughs) They're, they take a lot. They're high maintenance. Right. And so you, they just don't work very well. And, and I think, um, you know, as we're seeing, uh, as we're seeing Tesla come out and kind of changing the dashboard. So if you, if you've been to, if you've been in in one or seen a Tesla, you know, it's just a screen now. That's <laughs> and I mean. the idea, yeah, the idea of being able to ship updates. So this has always been the car, the car industry problem is shipping updates. You know, we bought a 2016 Subaru Outback that's got a pretty nice entertainment center in it. It gets no updates. So it's the same. It looks exactly the same today as it did five years ago when we bought it. Mm. It's not very good, right? It's by, by, by today's standards. So Sarah's telling me right now, she's got to take it into the dealership to get the updates if we're going to do that, right? And so traditionally, that hasn't worked very well. But right. Tesla's changing all that where, you know, you buy the car, take it home, and it's starting to get updates via Wi-Fi, right? So I think we're going to see the in-car play experience get better. I'm not saying it's totally bad right now. It's just not very consistent across, you know, across it. And it's going to take us a while to get all, you know, it's not like everybody buys a new car every two years like you do your phone. Yeah. Right? So it's going to take a while for that to get into the system. So I think I think car play is going to be ugly. Like you just, for, for most people, I don't know, Dave, how are you? When you when you get in your car, how are you doing it? I I uh, bought a um, I guess it's a Bluetooth little gizmo mm-hmm. that I plug in. I have I'll give I have a I don't know what year it's an older Camry, and it's got a bunch of things for for USB cables. So I just yep. bought yep. I bought a little baby. Uh, it's like maybe four inches long that I uh, it plugs into the back of of what would be you know one of those little cubby holes in the front. And I just plug this little Bluetooth thing in there. I get in, I push that button till it turns blue. I turn on my phone, and it connects automatically. So it's it's super easy. To, yeah. To do and that. I've I've been using um, uh, Amazon, not yeah, Amazon Auto. I think mm-hmm. that's what they call it, or Echo Auto. It's their Echo device that goes in the car. Oh. In, in in that, I have an 06 Civic that doesn't have anything smart. <laughs> It was, it was like the last year of really dumb cars and it does have, it does have an ox in. (laughs) And so like, I can, I can't, I can plug anything into it. Well, I plug the echo device in. Now I have a voice assistant in my car. And when I turn that thing on, every, everything automatically connects. I don't have to do anything kind of anymore. And I can say, Hey, a lady play whatever on, you know, on overcast and boom, it'll pop up and start playing. So th- th- I think that's the experience. I mean, I-, I went from the dumbest car in the world to a pretty smart car that I think is probably the future of what we're what we're seeing. But 
it's a in cars it's a mixed bag right now it's still it's pretty ugly a funny story i was this week i had to rent a pickup truck from um we have it's kind of a home depot store here in ohio called menards and yeah. i i bought a shed and we had to bring it home and i get in and you have to go through all sorts of security going in and out of this place and i'm trying to roll down the window and there is no button whatsoever <laughs> at all and i'm trying to figure it out and i'm like maybe i'll just open the door my brother goes oh my god he goes there's a knob. You have to actually roll the window down in this truck. And it would have been so long since I've seen Remember one. those days? <laughs> it's like, holy cow. What? It's a crank. Yeah. Like, I have to expend energy? energy. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> Coach Dave here in the chat room says, the dealer updates, by the way, aren't cheap. He says, I prefer to just plug my phone in. Uh, CarPlay has worked fine for me, and it's slowly improving. Yeah, I, uh, I was going to replace the the actual built-in Toyota stereo that came with it. Mm-hmm. And I always buy, I used to buy some sort of, you know, AM FM cassette deal that had an auxiliary in. That's the way I did it in my last two cars. Right, right, and right. my brother said, well, just buy a Bluetooth thing. And I was like, Oh, I didn't think about that. And they're, yeah. they're cheap. So. Yeah. I do like it. And, and Amazon tried this and they, I don't think they took, but that, that echo auto device that I've got, I bought it for like 20 bucks. It was cheap works really really well now this is the other i mean voice assistants in cars have traditionally not worked very well yeah. and so you know I, I i don't know but but so i'm i like you you know that's just really a fancy bluetooth uh extender right yeah. device goes into the aux in and it's got a you know a, a cigarette lighter adapter power adapter that goes in there i've got it mounted on a vent and it sits out of sight so the, the, the advantage it gave me is it came with, I think it has like eight microphones on it. Oh, wow. So it, it, it improved my in audio phone calls greatly. Yeah. And, and so it was a, it was a nice retrofit, but I, you know, I put my iPhone up on the, I've got a magnetic holder on it. I mm-hmm. throw that up on there and then just use, use Siri or, or touch when I can to control things. And it's pretty the, the the iPhone, at least for me, the iPhone experience in car has been the best. I haven't seen a in car, car play, some of those kinds of things that have that that do it as well. I'm sure there are. It's just I'm I, I just use my phone. You know, I don't yeah. I can't remember the last time I listened to the radio. Oh, <laughs> and, honest, and what I do, it's it's just nails on a chalkboard. It's nothing but uh, Tom Webster just did a uh, article and he was explaining how. In a 30-minute period, people change the channel on a radio 18 times. Yeah, yes. And, uh, it, yeah. and he says the reason for that is it's easy. If yeah. you think about it, you, all you have to do is push a button, and I got, you know, I've got, I think, 10 different channels I can go to because I've got two banks of five. And so, and every time I turn on the radio, and I mean almost every time, it's a commercial. It's mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter what time of the day it's, it's a commercial. And then I go start going down and it's like, here's a song I never want to hear again. Here's another song I never want to hear again. Commercial, commercial. And then I get to the last station, which is this, uh, it's a high school. And so they, they'll play whatever the heck they want. And it's always like cookie monster rock or something that's like, you know, golf course, and I'm like, Oh, that's, it's like, well, that's not a, I've never heard that song before. So the uh, the chat room is having fun with our new cars. Newer is 2005, replacing 2001. Um, Carrie said, where did hers go? Yeah, hers is a 2008. I think that's what my, I can't remember what mine is. But my last two cars, I've literally, 
hundreds of thousands of miles to where I, I almost have to push them on the lot. Which, yeah. by the way, yeah. is a horrible – that is a horrible negotiation strategy. Like when you cannot drive home because your car mm-hmm. is dead, they know you need a car to get home. It, it is. It, it is. Um, the But with the newer cars, uh, so I drive an 06 that's got 226,000 miles on it. So I have – you know, I'm not saying – although I am I, – I, I make these large jumps and I like to buy my cars new. Uh, just because I want to, because I'm kind of a control freak about those kinds of things. I want to know every mile and every maintenance change and yeah. all that other stuff on it. So I am, you know, we've we've been talking about this on Home Gadget Geeks. I am looking seriously at a Tesla at this point to see, you know, especially if we get some kind of incentives here in the United States for electric vehicles. <clears throat> and that, I mean, that experience is just completely different than than any of the cars you've driven. If you've driven a gas vehicle. The, the you know the standard dashboard is gone the experience yeah. is different the way you know you know plug in kind of thing but um dave do you think um you know we've never really talked about this but I, i've been listening to this and she was on the she came out of clubhouse a couple weeks ago and i didn't look it up so i can't remember off the top of my head but there's a it's a well-being podcast that it's kind of designed you know she got a turnaround point in that remember you walk oh, yeah. out and she's um, like hey if you're walking turn around do you remember yeah. the mm-hmm. it's it, it's in my player and i can look it up carolyn anyways I'll look it up here in just a second, or maybe Dave, you can, you, you can while I'm talking about it, but she's specifically designed that for walking. If you were, I, I don't think sometimes we think about the in-car experiences. People are listening on the commute. Do you think there's some, there's some space in there to design a podcast specifically for driving? And again, I don't know what that would look like, or if there's a, if there's a different experience in that where it could be tweaked for, for commuters well, it'd be as interesting. we're heading back. Yeah, if you did like the long trip podcast, you know what I mean? And they're hours long and you're like, hey, you've been going for 45 minutes. If you're over the age of 50 and you're male, you probably need to pee now. Uh, You might start looking for, you know, something. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I'm looking for that show. I can't find it. But It's called called Wellness While Walking, Uh, Carolyn Cohen. There we go, Carolyn. Sorry about that. I couldn't. I haven't listened to it long enough to have that all that information memorized, but I did start listening to it. She came on the. She came out of Clubhouse yeah. a couple of weeks ago. I started listening to it. Super helpful as I've been getting out to walk more. But I'm, it's kind of wondering, you know, if there's. I, I like your idea. Of like, hey, this is three. This is this episode is three hours designed for a three hour, and it's got breaks built in. Yeah. A little harder to just take breaks. Like if you're driving long distance, you got to wait for the next gas station. But you know, I kind of wonder if there would be if there could be a genre there for that, that's where it's designed just for driving type deal. That's interesting. Just a, just a thought. Yeah. The other thing that I played with this week, well, actually you mentioned uh, the woman in the tube, Lexi, Mm -hmm. shall we say, Uh, if your show is in Amazon, they just released a bunch of, they just released Amazon and they need to come up like with what they're going to call it. Cause it was Amazon. Wasn't it Amazon I think it was always Amazon Music, right? Yep. Yeah. I think so. Podcasts are now on Amazon Music, and they they for a while there they were throwing in the word podcast, but now they're back to Amazon Music, and that was now released in a boatload of new countries. I don't think it's in Australia yet. I heard James Cridlin is like, well, someday we'll get it, but uh, I know India and a couple other ones were there, and uh, so if you're not in Amazon Music, uh, it's super easy to get your show listed there. They actually typically approve people in about two to three days, if not one 
Uh, they're really quick about that. And I noticed the one night I was on Amazon and I was searching for something podcasting and my actual show profit from your podcast came up cause it was zero. I'm like, why is my, what I thought it was my book. I'm like, why is my book free? And I click on, I'm like, Oh, it's my podcast. And then they wanted me to listen to it in audible. And I was like, well, that's an example of maybe why you want to be an Amazon. If, if you're going to come up in Amazon searches, that would be interesting. Well, that's a little redundant too, with having Amazon music and audible yeah. and having podcasts in both. Cause they're both owned by Amazon. Yeah. There's the, there's the interface look, uh, and it says music on one side. This is Amazon music, Amazon it says music on one side and podcasts on the other. I almost, I don't listen to podcasts this way, so I don't, yeah. um, I don't In fact, I was looking back through to see like, hmm, what's the history there? And it's all my Gallup podcasts. I must've one time logged <laughs> in to see one of those. Um, yeah, my, my playlists are always just a mess because I have working for Libsyn. I'm always checking people's podcasts in Apple and Google and Spotify. So they're always like, Hey, because you listen to blah, 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 you should. And I'm like, no, actually I, I, was just troubleshooting that show. Uh, but the good news is, Jim, um, we're going to get replaced by robots. So soon, Ask the Podcast oh, yeah. Coach will be like, you know, Robbie the Robot and, and, and I don't know, whatever but else. How does that sound, Dave? It's, what, what? We don't have to worry too far, but check this out. Hello, friends. Hope you're all doing well, though it officially springs here. It's also snowing today as I write this April can be a strange month here in New England. We also have a fantastic yeah. virtual show in April that we hope you'll attend. Getting better, but uh, a lot better than it used to be. Yeah, you can actually go in. I, oh, silly me, I don't have the name of the uh, the that. It's, I'd want sexy Australian voice yeah. just to be honest. Like, <laughs> hello, Jim, today exactly. <laughs> um, it <laughs> just was, compliment me all the time, you know. Just that that's the voice. There that you I go. Have. Yeah, this was it's a text to speech tool called Note Vibes. And what I use it for is I have a few newsletters that I am subscribed to, and there are people that are diehard writers, right? They That's why they don't have a podcast because, doggone it, I like to write. And there are thousands of words. And so I just copy. That happened to be one from Matthew Dix. Um, I know um, Eric Newsom. Uh, who's the guy from NPR, and he has a book about podcasting. He has a really good newsletter. Uh, Tom Webster, I mention him all the time. Oh, Tom has now said he's going to turn his newsletter into a podcast. But uh, I was like, well, let's play with these. But you can actually go in and say when when there's a comma, pause X amount of yes. time. So you can kind of add, tweak it a little bit to sound a little more – uh, yeah. A little more real. Does your brain get used to that? I, I imagine after you start, because yeah. if you don't listen to that and then you start listening, the first probably five minutes, your brain probably hurts. You're like, uh, but eventually it adapts, right? Yeah. One of the things that uh, you can have, speaking of the woman in the tube from Amazon, is I was reading a book by the lead singer of the band Striper. It's a really good book. He's just like, man, you want to talk about being vulnerable and throwing yourself under the bus. Holy, he talked about how they came off their biggest tour and they were like a million dollars in debt. And I was like, what? Huh? But you couldn't get that as an audiobook. So you could ask the woman in the tube to read a Kindle book. And at first, it sounds like, well, what's her name reading a book? But after a while, it's kind of like if you have somebody who has some sort of speech impediment. You know, and they're like, yes, that's the way I like to do that. And after a while, they just, this is the way they talk and you don't even notice it after. I have a cousin who has that. And after a while, it just, you just 
don't even hear it anymore. And so you you, kind of get past it. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I could see where, you know, on one hand it's great for, you know, people that let's see, who would that be great for people that are blind, right? I can't read your blog post. If you could have somebody copy and paste it into one of these tools, it's getting better. So I was like, cause I remember years ago it was, yeah, you know, but, uh, it was, it's definitely different. Well, the technology that's going on around Descript, right, would, yeah. would be helpful in this space. I, I eventually, and, I, you know, we're already kind of there. The deep fake video and the deep fake audio is, you have to have some processing power. And it needs to be kind of a specific, you know, you're trying to get a specific um, uh, um, result out of it. But I think, you know, that kind of stuff that's specialized now is going to be kind of come commonplace. Dave, imagine if you could train you know you could start feeding your podcast in and and train whatever yeah. your voice and then be able to have that read back where you type it and it reads it actually pretty well in your voice they've they've you know? had that i've heard uh somebody did something with joe rogan that mm-hmm. uh had him sounding and it, they had him saying all sorts of silly stuff about mm-hmm. poo or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. but it was still it's like that kind of sounds like joe rogan so it'll be yeah, it'll be it'll be hard to tell. I think I, video audio, I think, is a little bit easier than video. But uh, on both sides, there's some there's some real technology out there that is that I think in the next five years is going to be pretty interesting about that. I mean, besides the advantage, would you? I mean, is there advantage to that as a podcaster where you might write something as opposed to say it live and let a AI device read it for you and maybe get it more perfect than you would if you were recording it yourself. I, I mean, is that I could see that easier to edit if you think about it. You just edit the page and then once you get it right on paper, you throw it in yeah. that. But the thing it's going to miss, I I don't think like right there. I just said half a sentence. I don't think mm-hmm. and you're going to suck the personality out of it. And I don't like Unless it's a new show, I don't like it when someone reads to me. And even though it's perfect and they have voice inflection and they never, ever mess up, I can tell they're reading it because it's just perfect. And I kind of want somebody to go, I, uh, you know, um, hmm. And that's a lot of the stuff I cut out. But I I don't know. To me, I can just tell when somebody's reading and I'm like, if I wanted to read this, I'd I'd go buy the book. But that's just me. So, But uh, before we thank our awesome supporters, we do have somebody uh, raising her hand. This is uh, oh, Michael. So we're going to bring Michael up on stage. Michael, uh, thanks for coming on. What can we help you with? Hey, man, I got a burning question for you. I'm, I'm a, as you know, I'm one of your students. I'm a horrible student because I still haven't started my podcast. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm probably not the only one. Um, here's my question. You had an episode a while, a couple back where you talked and you talked about this in the past about, you know, you, the use of music mm-hmm. and the dangers of using music. And my head was spinning after all the legalese that you guys went over, which kind of scared me. But my question is, there's a lot of these music um, sources out there, Epidemic Sound, and some of these companies where you've got these kind of, uh, you know, everyday musicians. I'm not talking, you know madonna and stuff and they they create music for use and how does that work because what i always hear is 
you know, obviously I'm not going to use U2's music or a major artist, but are there some other resources out there that you can use with your podcast where you can pull in some really good music and have rights to that um, on, on a podcast format? Because I know a lot of that stuff you can use on, say, Facebook and things like that that's allowed. Could you speak to that or uh, your knowledge on that um, and what your take on, would be on that? Because I'd like to know like what you can do as, as opposed to what you can't do. And if there are some resources out there that out, out there that you can kind of tap into, yeah. If you go to podcastingresources.com, that's a, a website I have. There is tons okay. of production music, and I am drawing a blank. I know it's not well. There's Creative Commons, that's one, but that's not the phrase I'm looking for. Uh, Royalty free music is what okay. you're looking for. That is typically, and you kind of have to read the the fine print. But if you start with royalty free music, that basically means hey. I'm going to buy this music and they, they usually say you can use it in this and this and that. And, but what you can't do is like turn around and sell it. Like I can't right. buy your music and then sell it to somebody else. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it depends on what you're using in it, but almost all of it is, is good for a podcast. You have to read the kind of the fine print, but that's typically a good place to start is royalty free music. I know Jim, I think you, was it you that had somebody record like a, a local musician record some stuff? for Yeah. You? I just, I have, I found a local artist and said, Hey, would you record a few things for me? And they gave me a, cause usually you don't need a lot, you know, you're looking for a yeah. bumper or you're looking for something to, you know, a sound bed, whatever. So, um, a good way to find those too, if you, if you don't know any musicians, check on, this is one good use of this platform, check on SoundCloud. There are a ton of musicians out there. I contacted one and said he wasn't signed, hadn't sold any of his music. And I said, Hey, I'd like to use this. Would you give me permission? And so we, we emailed back and forth and I got his permission to do it. And I used some of his music off SoundCloud. So, you there you've got some options that way uh if i i love supporting local musicians so if you can if you can find yeah. a local one who will record a, a few little ditties for you that may be a way to do it too and you can also okay. in, in some of these places you can save a little bit of money instead of buying a whole song when you need like maybe a minute and a half of it uh look for either a transition or for whatever reason they call it a logo and a lot of times logos, like I, I have one where it was one file, but they gave me like a two-minute version, a 30-second version, and a 15-second version of the same song. And it was all royalty-free. Uh, I know there's one, Audio Blocks has a deal where everything's royalty-free, and as long as you have a subscription, you can use that stuff. And if you cancel your subscription, you don't have to take the stuff out of your stuff. You just can't use it going forward and the 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 fun of all of these is some of them sound phenomenal it's obvious that it's a real musician in a real studio and then other people sound like a bad casio keyboard from you know 1998 and it's pretty easy to tell uh especially with the drums and the guitar a lot of people try to play the guitar on a keyboard and i'm like nope close but no yeah i've I've used epidemic sound for some videos that i've used on youtube and um and on facebook and you know i I coach cross-country kids so Mm -hmm. i always put music together you know for the kids and things like that and that works good my second burning question and i'll let you guys go how in the world did you get king's x to do your to do your uh your your outro music Uh, day because i'm from houston texas and they're one of my favorite bands. And of course, at one point, they were based out of Houston. So yeah. I was interested. There are two things. Number one, I uh, 
their drummer's name is Jerry, and Jerry was doing some sort of major surgery, and they reached out to their fan base and said, hey, you know, help Jerry out with his bill. So I, I, I love that band. So I sent them, uh, oh, you yeah. know, uh, some money. And, and, and they said, thank you so much. I said, hey, you know, you have this song. Can I use this song in my podcast? And they're like, yeah. And so I lost that email. So I, that was in another email account I had. So I later I went back and said, hey, it's Dave. How's Jerry doing? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and said, I, I lost that email. Can you please confirm that I have permission? Now, the thing is that I need to look on, and I, I, I get a little nervous with that, is the fact that I think that particular album they're they're basically on their own record label because that's the thing. Like I've got the producer, I've got the performer, yeah. and I've yeah. got the songwriter saying it's mm-hmm. okay. I need to look into if I have the record label. And I believe in that particular album. I think they're on their own. I think they have been the last couple. Uh, and then the other thing is when they came to town, I just I somewhere I have well, I have a clip of Doug saying if you like what you hear, go tell someone. Um, you know, power to the groove yeah. or whatever he says. Uh, and then I asked them there, I think I have a recording of them saying, yeah, it's cool if you use that. So just, I'm just, I've been, well, it's so I, funny when I, when I first heard on your podcast, when I, you know, when I started listening to you a couple of years ago, I heard, I could just, I could just tell by the baseline right. and I'm like, that sounds like King's X. And, and then later you had talked about it in episodes. So I was just curious about, that's all I had guys. Enjoy the show. And, uh, thanks for, uh, answering those questions for me. Oh, no problem. Thanks, Michael. All right, you guys take care. All right, see ya. We'll see ya. All right, bye. But uh, yeah, so that's how I did that, and I, I am still a little nervous about that at times. I'm like, I kind of have permission, but and somebody said, you know, if they ever like get on another record label, and that record label buys their back catalog, and again, now we're getting into the weeds, kind of. Well, but there's precedent there, right? You've been using that yeah. before. If it did go to court, you know, I mean, again, you're in, you're, you're battling in court, but. Right. You know, it was, if that record label bought it, there would be a date of a transaction and yeah. you'd be like, I had permission before. So, you know, um, I used, uh, my, my son was in a band and I used some of his, they made an EP and I said, hey, I got permission. Of course it wasn't on a record label. Right. It was self-produced. Right. So, uh, for a lot of years I used some of their music as well. Yeah. The, uh, there was a website for a while and Daniel says this in the the chat room. It was called, well, originally it was called the Podsafe Music Network, and then it was changed to Music Alley, and it was great where musicians would go there, and in the process of uploading their music, they were basically saying, you have permission to play this on whatever podcast. And I think, I always thought it was weird, because I think you had to mention that you got the music from Music Alley, but you didn't have to mention the the actual musician, the musician. And I was like, that seems good. Cause I always mm-hmm. would mention the band and their website or whatever, but it was cool. Cause there were a lot of people that wanted to be a DJ and all they needed was music they could play. And there was a lot, I have a, a playlist on Spotify. That's old music that I found from the Podsafe music network that, you know, now they're on Spotify, but I don't have permission anymore to, you know, to play their right. stuff. Unless right. I do one of those weird Spotify music shows that's only available on the second Tuesday of the month, if you're a premium member, you know, and it's just, it's one of those things that you just can't listen to it. It's, they make it really hard to, to play music. It's like, Oh, you can play music in a podcast. I'm like, yeah, then nobody can almost listen to. So, yeah. But uh, you know who would listen to it if they could? Our awesome supporters. Our our awesome supporters. And uh, if you would like to be an awesome supporter, um, you can uh, 
do this by going to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And we're talking about awesome people like James from the Dogs Podcast Network. If uh, you are, we were talking earlier about, you know, the people that have a show that's meant to walk around the neighborhood. James has one of those. If you're a dog lover and you have just time to walk Fido, uh, you basically fire up the Dog Podcast Network, listen to Dog Edition, and you'll hear all sorts of really cool stories about dogs and dogs' health and celebrity dogs and presidential dogs. They actually interviewed... uh, Somebody from the White House about, uh, I don't know, Max or Fido or whoever the the, the Biden dog, the Biden dog. Yeah. So mm. they did that. And also, if you are since you're a creator, if you have a great story that happens to be about a dog, you can actually win up to five thousand dollars. So check that out over at uh, Dog Podcast Network. And then we always like to thank awesome people like Shane from Spybrary dot com, Ed Sullivan at Sonic Cupcake dot com. Uh, Felix over at latinpodcastawards.com, Glenn the Geek Hebert, uh, of the, also the fine shipper of fine mugs. Uh, you can find him at horseradionetwork.com. If you like horses, go check out Glenn. Max Trescott up in the air at aviationnewstalk.com. Greg over at debtshepherd.com. I actually started my taxes this week, have not finished because. I know. It's a good it's a good thing there's an extension. I was so happy when I heard that. Uh Kim over at Toastmasters101.net. Uh if you're like Toastmasters, is that the speech place? It is. And uh, you can learn all sorts of great stuff over at Toastmasters101.net. Uh Greg over at indiedropin.com. If you've got a true crime show or a scary show or a comedy show, he's got an audience that's looking for your stuff. And uh, Michael over at Baby Mountain Radio Productions. Find him over at babymountainradio.com. And uh, again, you can become an awesome supporter by going to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, or you can just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. There are multiple ways that uh, you can support the show over there in addition to things like one-time donations and buying my book and all sorts of other fun-filled things. So. Thanks so much to all of our awesome supporters, and I can't get my PowerPoint to behave. That's always fun. I was um, I was doing my taxes uh, this week, and not well, actually last weekend. Not thinking, I, I knew you know tax day had been extended, but I was like, I, I should probably get this done. And there's nothing like when you know you put your uh, you put your income in first, and then I use TurboTax, and oh, yeah. so there's like how much you owe, and so the the uh, the amount of emotions that I go through while I'm doing my taxes, so. I put my work income first and it's like, okay, you're going to get this back. And then I do my self-employment stuff mm-hmm. next, right? Cause you have to do that for podcasters. And then I owe a whole bunch, Yeah, you know, and that, that emotion that you have of like, you know, and I know it's like money I should have been paying and all, I know all those little, you know, mind tricks that people use for this kind of stuff. And then, uh, and then you put your, I put my deductions in and it goes back up to the, right. <laughs> till I'm getting a little bit back. And it's just a, it's just an emotional roller coaster ride that I take every single year. That I, that finally this year I'm like I'm getting somebody next year. I'm getting a CPA to do my taxes. Like I'm just going to hire somebody. I don't care how much it costs. It's not worth the emotional, and it'll get done right. So you know, I just I. So this is the year I'm switching over to a a tax person to help me get my taxes. Yeah, done. I always do the thing at the end of the month. I kind of close out everything from the school of podcasting. And I look at, okay, here's how much I spent. Here's how much I earned. Okay. That is profit. I look at the profit and I take 30% and I put it in a bank account that's online. I can't even really, it's not hard to get to, but it's, it's out of sight, out of mind. 
And you don't then, have a debit card for it. No, know. it's in your wallet. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that way, when tax time comes in the last two years, you kind of like, wait, I owe how much? And then yeah. I go to the bank account and I'm like, oh, I got that right here. So we're, we're good to go. So yeah, um, it's, it's, it's some work. Like, yeah. and I tell myself, Dave, every year I tell myself at this time, I'm going to do monthly planning. Like I'm, I'm going to stop waiting until March of the next year to start thinking about this. And then I don't do it. It's one of the, I'm, I'm fairly disciplined in a lot of the things that I do, but when it comes to taxes, that is something I've never been able to conquer. And when I was, you know, before I started podcasting, I didn't have that self employment income and it was actually pretty straightforward, but it's gotten complicated, you know, now with, the self-employment income and what you can write off and what you can't. And I've had some investment stuff going on. I have Bitcoin that I have to report now. So it was, it was time. It's, you know, so. Daniel says um, a CPA was the first person he hired to work for him when he started Mm -hmm. his business. He's been going 10 years. And then uh, Mark, Mark points out that you can't expense well, you pay your CPA, right? That's that's a business. Well, I'm going to ask the CPA. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can you can you write this off uh, the next year? I think that's kind of the advantage to that as well. Yeah. You know? And I know I'm going to pay more. Go ahead. Yeah. And then Jeremy says, I had a CPA do our taxes for years. It's only a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. And the yeah. best money you spend. Yeah. Usually they find enough stuff to almost pay for it. So uh, justify that- it. That's kind of justify the expense. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. Listen, it's, I think like for some people starting a podcast, that's one of, there's a few things everybody has that it's a hurdle. They just can't get over and they delay. What was it? I was, I was listening to somebody uh, this week who is, well, I mean, you know, Michael alluded to it a little bit earlier. He's been part of the school podcasting and he hasn't started a podcast. And there's, there are those things that just get in the way and you just got to, you just got to plow through them. I, I might even do it this afternoon of just wrap up this year's taxes. Uh, and then I'll, pr- I'll probably have, if I hire a CPA, I'll probably have them do a three-year audit to say, hey, go back. Because yeah, yeah. it's questionable if I did this right. Would you just review? I'll try and give you all my stuff. Could you just review and treat it as if the IRS was going to audit this and make sure I did it right? Because much better to file now than wait because the IRS is a mess in the United States right now. And it's taking them three to five years to even get to audits. And if you did it wrong, they penalize you that whole time that they were waiting. Like you're like, well, why couldn't you have said this four years ago? Right. And they don't. So it, for me, it may just be smart to do, you know, have a CPA do an audit on me and say, Hey, just make sure I did these right. It's just, it's not that complicated, but I want to make sure I did it right. Absolutely. Have you been asked about your listen notes rank yet? This is going to be the new thing oh, that, no. that podcasters obsess over. No, let's talk about it. Um, let me go over to listen notes. So listen notes is a cool place, especially if you're doing any kind of research on a potential guest and you want to see where they've been and, and things of that nature. But from what I, I, this is the first time I'm looking at this. So I am going to, look at a podcast here. Let me share my screen. So I will describe what's going on here. So I went to listennotes.com. I searched for a show. Somebody was interviewing Bob Odenkirk, who's who's the better call Saul guy. And somewhere on this page that I cannot see in front of me, but there's somewhere in here where you get to see your rank. Oh, here he is. Uh, He is LS. uh, It's your listen score. 
is a metric that shows the estimated popularity of this podcast compared to other RSS-based public podcasts in the world on a scale of 0 to 100. So this person, which is called Smartless, has a score of 79%, but he's in the top 0.01%. And so people are now going to lose their mind about their listen notes ranking. And from what I understand, this is only comparing you, obviously, to other shows on listen notes. And when I saw this, I was like, oh, oh, no, no, please. Like, here, let's just, I'm assuming we're over here. They need a dark mode is what they need. Holy cow, that's a lot of white. Well, there's two things. Why are you not showing up here? Because in my feed, it's Dave Jackson and uh, Jim Cullison. That's interesting. Hmm. Uh, and it's been claimed, and we are we have a listen score of thirty eight. That's pretty good. Is that out of? Oh, that's not good. The other guy had a seventy nine. So, oh. oh. so people are not listening. But I'm in the top three oh, percent. I think you want a slower score than a higher score, right? Because you're in the top. It says I'm in the top three percent, even though people uh, who then hence my point. Oh, so I'll now hold over the. So now, can you see how people are going to dive into this and figure out? Wait, is thirty-eight? Wait, what does the other person have? Wait, how does how does Stephanie yeah. have a thirty-nine and we have a thirty-eight? And yeah. wait, wait, what does wait? Oh, wait, no, but I'm in the top three. I can just see people losing large amounts of their life to diving in to the stupid stat that means nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's like, ugh. So when the I, home gadget geeks is at 38 too, and it is higher. It is higher is better. So that's, but, and it's, it's in the top 2.5% from a global ranking yeah. standpoint. So, uh, the hmm. school of podcasting has a listen score of 50. So yeah, it's, uh, I just saw it and it was like, Oh, Oh no, no, we don't do, we don't need this kind of stuff. There are other things that you could be. Yeah. So I've, I've got a, I've got a higher listen score, but I'm in the global 1%. Where the Ask the Podcast coach had a 38, but we were in the top 3%. So, again, more things to dive into and just like, no, no, it's just, no. So, can I say that Home Gadget Geeks is in the top 3% of all podcasts in the world? Dude, that's that's somehow <laughs> in the future. I'm going to do an episode, and I haven't figured out the angle yet because I don't want to get all political. But there is a I, – I, I, Honestly, in my heart, I believe in five years, probably, I don't know if it's global, but at least in the U.S., we're going to have a hard time understanding what the truth is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I it's just like like this, like, hey, I'm in the top 1%. Okay. Of, listen, like I saw somebody said uh, they're a top-selling Amazon author. And I'm like, okay, I could say that for a day. But I was like the top selling book in this like double niche down category. It was just like I'm kind of tired of marketers just saying, you know, iHeart number one in podcasting. And I'm like, no, you're not. No, no, you're number one for apps called iHeart. That's it. You know what I mean? It's just like so number I, one in their own mind, right? Exactly. A legend in their own mind. <laughs> That's it. So I just saw that and was like, oh, here we go. Um, it reminds me a little bit of pod chaser in, in mm-hmm. when you, when you first go there. So uh, every podcaster, I just do this, you know, go to, uh, you know, go to listennotes.com and put in your own name and it's got some similar functionality where it says, Hey, here's all the podcasts you've been in before, which is kind of interesting. And then 
I wonder how they bring back the rank order. Like the very first one it brings back for me is the podcast engineering show that I did uh, with Chris back in, it was 107. So let's see, it's got a date on there. Um, he, he also has a 37 LS score and it's in the top 3% for the podcast engineering show. So um, interesting, you know, if you want to see Podchaser, we'll do this for you as well. But if you want to see if you've been guest hosting, uh, Dave, you do that. I do a little bit of it too. Um, maybe a place for you to, you know, bring together. Cause do you remember two years ago if I said, Hey, in 2019, what did you guest? What, where were you a guest? You'd have no idea. Uh, no right? clue. Yeah. You'd have no idea. So this could be a good place to come and, and uh, figure that out. And what that's handy for then is to put that on your website in some cases, say, Hey, I've appeared on this show, this show, this show, and nobody's going to go look those up, but it looks good when you say I've appeared on, even if you just summarize it, I've appeared on more than, you know, 70 plus episodes of different podcasts, blah, blah, blah. So, but I just saw that and was like, uh, here we go. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, yes, yes, I agree. I, it, <laughs> They're trying to, they're just trying to be helpful, Dave. Yeah. Uh, Daniel says it's the clout for podcasting. For those of us that remember clout with yeah, a K. Oh, good old clout. I think that's still out there, isn't it? <laughs> I think it is. I think you have, a, everybody has a clout score of some kind. Uh, another question I found in Facebook. And again, if you've got a question and you're listening in clubhouse, you can simply raise your hand. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, just go to ask the slash join and you'll jump right in here. But, um, this was from Damien. He said, I have a question. Uh, I co-host a podcast called paranormal news network. We've been doing it for just over a year and it's still going strong. The reason for the name of the podcast is we open every episode with the latest in paranormal news, such as ghost stuff, USFO, uh, cryptid stuff, exactly, you know, et cetera. And then we segue into interviews with authors and experts on those subjects. So here's the issue. When we first started doing this, the media was uh, extensive with paranormal news. It seemed to be all over the place. Now, not so much. And it's getting really difficult to find news stories to report on a weekly basis. Because of this, I'm thinking of changing the name of the podcast. Most people tune in for the interviews anyway. Should I do this? My concern is that we are already established, and I feel the confusion may affect my listeners Thanks in advance for any advice. So I think the first question I wanted to look at is, Jim, how do you find ideas for your show? Uh, you know, I don't, I'm a, it's a tech show. Right. And so during, during the week, I just, I monitor the news, you know, and, and to be honest, I, we do a combination of news interviews, you know, we say news reviews, product updates, and conversation. That's kind of the three things we kind of cover. And so um, I, I kind of just pay attention to what's going on around me. You know, what's hot? What do I think I can get an interview with them? What's hot in the community? I, I, I outreached, outreached, reached out. There we go. I reached out to my community and said, who do you want me to have on? And if you can secure, like, if you would reach out to them on my behalf and then connect us, that'd be awesome. And I had a few do that. So that's, that's kind of what I. That's a great strategy. Cause that's half the time you just need an introduction. And if they've already got the relationship with that person. And they've already know the show, so they know what would make a good guest or whatever and things like that. Engages them. It engages the listener. They get they feel like they have a piece of the, a, a, you know, a piece of the the action, so to speak. Yeah. So I use a tool. I learned this from uh, James Cridlin. Uh, I used to use Feedly. That that was a feed reader, um, but I use a thing called Inno Reader, 
And if I share my screen here real quick, it's a, a feed reader. So I can plug in all sorts of feeds and things like that. And so this is right now I have 326 stories about Akron, Ohio. So if I wanted to do an episode about Akron, Ohio today, um, we have a weird thing going on in Akron, Ohio. We've really just started murdering people on a regular basis. It's kind of sad. I'm like, can we please happening everywhere right yeah, now? I'm like, can we please quit shooting each other? Like, this is just a little, you know, distant cousin of Cleveland. Uh, but yeah, so it, in down here, I, I don't use this as much as I should. You can see I have 28,000, uh, items about podcasting. And it's really hard with this. And they do have filters that I could go in and say, don't like if there was a way to filter out, hey, I have a new episode kind of thing. But a lot of times that's just almost impossible. But it's a pretty handy tool. But the Akron thing, I just went in and typed in Akron, Ohio. And there are a bunch of most of these are Facebook uh, pages that it will do. Some of these are blogs. Uh, some of them are the local newspaper so that's a way to, you know, pretty easily at least stay on top of what's going on in your your genre. And then the other thing I do is kind of like you, Jim, I, I spend a lot of time in Facebook groups and, you know, I just kind of watch the news and, you know, it's like that's how I learned about the whole Amazon thing and the the car thing from Spotify, you know, what's the latest news. And then it's just a matter of like, is my audience interested in that or not? So it's – uh. Something you could do. Uh, Kyle says, in all serious content sources that work are Reddit. Yep, that's one. Amazon book reviews come in handy uh, in terms of what people want. Google search. Have you heard of that thing? I guess it's – is it pronounced Google? Google? Is it French? Google? Never yeah. heard of them. Never and uh, news alerts. Yeah, news alerts are really handy. Uh, so those are some things. You say Google. Google. <laughs> it's, it's French. Google. Does it have a little? Does it have the little <laughs> accent mark on the end? Google, I'd like four Googles, please. And the the other news that came out this week was uh, thirteen million users have had info leaked. Now, from what I understand, it wasn't anything major from our good friends at Clubhouse, which then the CEO said, "No, those weren't leaked. They were just somebody scraped." This is from James Cridlin. He goes, somebody scraped their API. He goes, which is interesting because they don't have an API. But they were kind of like, no, it's nothing to see here. So, but um, it's just one of those. That's such a normal thing now. Like, oh, guess what? So-and-so had was hacked and blah, well, blah, blah. Go to the Google. And <laughs> Google. Sorry, the Google. And just put your name in. Like, go find yourself. Oh. And you would be alarmed at the number of things that uh, the internet knows about you. So, you know, if you think like, cause if Facebook released your phone number that right. now, now like, no, the internet already knows your phone number. Like that's not such a big deal. And Anybody else seeing Jim locked up or is it just me? Here's a, a fun little thing I found on Facebook as well. This was from a guy named Jason uh, anyway, so this guy has six episodes. My last episode had only 19 downloads, and although I was not sad or discouraged, it I took it as a challenge to grow. This is a passion of mine. Again, he's doing a show about a video game, uh, so nothing will really deter me. That's the kind of person you need to start a podcast. So he said, last night I received an Instagram message. So this is kind of a because of my podcast story. 
I received an Instagram message from a woman who wanted to thank me because her 14-year-old son listened to my podcast and loved it. In fact, they sent me a clip of her son mimicking my show's theme song. He says, I searched and I do not know this woman. Neither does my co-host. I've been fortunate to play uh, collegiate sports in front of many people. I've recited poetry in front of large crowds, etc. He goes, but this is hands down the greatest compliment I have ever received. And it just goes to show what many of you say as I continue to read and absorb content here in the, in this case, I believe this was the, the podcast movement, Facebook group, no matter how many downloads or listens or views you have, if it is your passion, it radiates through. Everything has ups and downs, so just keep going. And this really warmed my heart. So, uh, and again, the guy had six episodes with uh, 19 downloads. So he's back. Well, that was fun. I have no idea what happened. Like, it just, I, I was talking and then it green screened. I, I must have froze on your side, or did it just disappear? Yeah, you just all of a sudden you were like, it was like the end of an old 80s comedy where they're like, oh, you're kidding. You know, and then you just get so. Uh, yeah, no, I've never had a green screen on a Mac before. I mean, I haven't had a Mac before, so I guess that's what happens when your Mac goes poof in the night. Yeah. So, well, now that you're back, uh, yeah. Jim, uh, what's what missed? what's coming up this week? Oh wow, <laughs> we're all the way at the end. Uh, Cody Wheat, which we we had Cody on Ask the Podcast Coach a long time ago. Yeah. He came in asking and started a podcast called shots of history and it's uh, all about the alcohol industry he came on and we kind of talked about how the the industry has changed during covid and kind of the e-delivery business that's taken place there and what's going on with wine and spirits wine beer and spirits so it's a long interview hour and a half but it is a good catch-up and cody is a great interview so enjoyed having him on it'll be posted a little bit later today at at, uh, at ask the podcast coach i almost said at the average guy.tv <laughs> And on the School of Podcasting, it's either going to be one or two of these things. Either A, I'm going to finally figure out what I'm trying to say about this whole weird we're losing truth thing, which kind of goes, eh, it's not really podcasting, but it is. It's I, I have an area I want to go with that. Or there have been a ton of products that have been launched over the past, really, two years, and many of them have upgraded they've added new tools my podcast reviews has a thing that allows you to send out a link and people can subscribe on whatever app they want it makes it super easy uh pod page is updated there's just a ton of these and i was like oh that might actually be a whole episode of like here's you know here's what's available to podcasters and here's some new things that they do so i that that might actually be a whole episode of that uh the fun part is between now and then i'm building a shed in my backyard so that's going to dictate, I think, a lot of uh, what is going on. But if you're listening on Clubhouse, stick around. We've got more show coming. It just sounds like we're ending, but uh, we're not. So stick around. Stick around.